Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There you go. Very That's nice. Our, our theme tune, doesn't it gladden the heart? It does. I'm oh, sorry, I was just taking a swig of my Perrier thing there. Got I've got a Diet Coke. You've got a Perrier no, water I'll, thing. Neither. I'll, none of us are drinking. No, it's only 11 God. o'clock in the morning, for them's sake. Oh, that would be ugly. Hold ourselves back. Dear me. Maybe at lunchtime Very we'll idea. have a pint. <laughs> Why do you, I just noticed your pretz thing there. Yeah, I didn't. And your popcorn. What I, have you got that popcorn there well, for? Well, I've got, I bought my own lunch, Judith, and I didn't ask to, were you whether you wanted any bringing. I just, I, got, I found myself in a pret and I thought, I'm buying myself some lunch and I I'm can't speechless. I'm, sorry I'm speechless. We can share. We can share. It doesn't. No, we can't. There's only got one sandwich and one popcorn. You can have a, a few kernels of popcorn, and that's your lot. I don't want any popcorn now. Get me own. Make my own arrangements. You brought in a tinfoil package. Well, that was generously to share. I'm not sure it will be anymore. I'm just going to feel the weight because the last time you bought in a, a tin foil package, Judith, it was a slice of quiche. I know, and it was a bit heavy. I wasn't needed it? two hands. To <laughs> this, this by contrast, this is this weighs. Is it a small kitten? Have you wrapped a tiny baby kitten in tin foil? No, you'll never guess what it is. You actually will never guess what that is. Well, I can unwrap ages. it, can't I? And then well, you're going to do out. that now. Well, you're not very good at deferring pleasure, it's not Christmas are you? Day. <laughs> All right, open it Just now. Just a tin foil. Open sa- it now. If it's a sandwich, I'll be. Well, it's, 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 there's another bit of wrapping. There's, we've gone all greaseproof inside. Yes, we have. Much to oh, cleanse. now this is. I'm going to describe this to. Now this is fancy. This is. Uh, it's a small cake, like a, but it's in the shape of a cake, like a cake mm, tin it was cake. In, yeah, well, it's the end bit. So is it not? No, I mean, it's, oh, a, it's end just chunk. a slice. It's yes, just I'm a slice. Sorry about I that. thought you yes. made a mini loaf of cake. No, not as fancy as that. No, I made a whole tin. Well, look, I'm sorry. Bought you a nice big portion of it. No, I don't eat cake. You know, you know that. No, but well, for the purposes of this programme, I think you need to taste it because is it's it lemon made drizzle? Of, no, it's it's cleverer than that. Actually. Is it coconut? No. Is it orange and marmalade? No, I'll give you a clue. It's sort of an Italian ingredient that's an impossibility to cook. Is it Stilton? It's like wallpaper. No! Stilton's not Italian anyway. No, Dr. Latte. No, is it a cheese? Is it salami? No, no. It's it's polenta. It's made of polenta. Ugh. It's polenta. Yeah. Disgusting what? stuff. I'm wrapping that back up. What? I'm polenta. No, it's, it's like semolina. I'm rather offended. I thought you'd be quite thrilled with that. No, well, I've never I've eaten your way. cake. Suit yourself. I want that savoury slice. Well... <laughs> Here we are, it's older. Well, let's not bicker. Let's not fall out. I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks. You come charging in here, all bossily, came off the train, stalked all your way here from the train station, came flying into mm, the office. I was on a bit of a mission. I thought I should organise you today. You thought, come on, Jenny, you need organising. Chop, chop, you were like that. Saying, I've got a plan. (laughs) And you, very spitefully, just went off plan because you were supposed to open that cake later on. No, I'm not going to be told. No, okay, I'm going back to your plan now because uh, you give me a yeah, list right. here. It says set late. out right. stall. When you said set out stall, I thought you meant the cake stall, so that's why I put the cake oh, out. Oh, did you? No, not at all. I was just <laughs> looking about. 
So when we say set out store, what we want to do is tell the listener what we're about. Yeah, just to remind people who might have recently, recently joined the fraternity. Hello and welcome, new listeners and old. Um, so, Judith, what what are we about? Oh, God, you're going to make me do it. Yeah, well, you came banging in here with your mission statement <laughs> and your plan. Well, we are older and wider. Duh, yes. duh, duh, because some people still say older and wiser, for goodness sake, keep up. Um, and we are, well, obviously, our amusingly gorgeous selves nattering on with our different points of view about how it is to get older and stuff that is happening to us at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. On your mission statement, yes. Dilly intro. So we're going to intro our guest now as a sort of taster of who's coming up later. Yes, because I thought that would be a good idea. It's a good idea. It is a very Are you good... going to make me do that as well? Yep. All you're going to do is go through my list and yep. just look at me, isn't yep. it? That is such a, spite, a spiteful way of making yeah. sure I don't give you another plan. Yeah. That I stop being what? bossy. Right, Okay. Who's, who's our guest, Judith? Well, we've got Dilly Keen. Now I've gone all self-conscious. Uh, and Dilly Keen... Dilly Keen's is, our friend. Yeah, she's part of what... She's the kind of leader, isn't she, in Fascinating Aida. Well, she's the she's head uh, honcho of Fascinating Aida. Yes. And then I met her many years ago uh, when she was on the... Well, she wasn't really on the circuit because Fascinating Aida kind of created their own circuit. Mm. There three, always have been a three-woman... Sort of close harmony with Dilly on the piano, musical comedy trio, mm. a triumphant trio. I mean, they've travelled the world and they have sort of different permutations of fascinating Aida. Sometimes the soprano comes and goes and they have different ones. But it's mostly uh, Dilly and Adele and then the other. And um, as I say, I met her first at, at the Edinburgh Festival and I was terrified of her. Uh, she was kind of mad and glamorous. She and is a bit terrifying, and, and, isn't yeah. she? But we have come to know her well and love we her enormously. And she lives quite local to you. She does. So I've known her for years. And then I suggested her, I just want the house point for this, please, because I suggested her to, to to be part of the Grumpy Old Women live trio, the first one. You absolutely did. And everyone said, well, what, really? Really? And look, then I remember going with one of the producers of the live show to see Dilly in action at Edinburgh in a show and uh, within 10 minutes the producer turned around and said ah I get it now oh really yes. oh that's nice yes. and she's, she's been marvellous hasn't she's she? been she's a backbone ever since yes she's been extraordinary and she is still quite scary isn't she well you know, we'll see. She, yes and no, kind of thing. But right. we'll we'll griddle her and we'll sort of get to the bottom of Dilly Keen. Well, not Shall to we? the bottom. Let's not no. get to her bottom. No, no, not uh, literally. Let's, let's just sort of <laughs> chat with Dilly Keen later. What else has been? So we're going to have a roundup. I'm looking at my list now because now you've made me list bound. Right. Oh, are you actually going to do this yourself? You're not going to make me do this. No, I'll, I'm going to join in now. I'm going okay. to. I'm going to go with you, Judy. Good. 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 Um, good girls. Battersea Arts sent a gig with Gary Lineker. That's my gig. You did a gig with Gary Lineker? Well, sort of. OK, I'll explain this. Uh, um, now, Battersea Arts Centre is a venue very dear to my heart. It's in south-east London and a few years it burnt down. Uh, and they have restored it so beautifully. It is uh, a, a space and a place now where, even if you don't want to see a show, even if you just want to have a little drink somewhere in South London, just head for it and, and marvel at what they have done with the Grand Hall and the bar attached. And it's just so very, very beautiful. And they were having a, a kind of fundraiser stroke uh, awareness campaign. And um, anyway, they slung together this bizarre bill 
And on the bill, there was myself being um, interviewed by my daughter. Really? Well, when they offered this, I thought, I've never gigged with Phoebe. And she's quite a coward, you know. And I just thought it would be really funny to put her through it. And so I said yes. And then she got really panic-stricken and said, I don't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> and I said, well, you know, it's for charity. Anyway, so we did this and it actually worked quite well. Um, and it's it, apart. There's a lovely photograph of us on stage. I unfortunately I look the fattest I've ever been. Well, because you're standing next to Phoebe. Well, I know she she's should, a whisper for things. Oh, just a willow the wisp. But anyway, and she's really laughing, and we both looked so delighted, and it was really lovely. But that wasn't the highlight. Sadly, we weren't the highlight of the evening. The highlight of the evening was. Uh, Gary Lineker being interviewed by a playwright called Simon Stevens. Because Gary Lineker was the the most famous guest on this evening, they had raffled to the audience mm. a question. So people bought raffle tickets. And yeah. if your raffle ticket got picked, you got to ask a question yourself. live. Yourself. Yourself. Oh. To Gary Lineker right. at the Battersea Arts Centre thing. Were they about crisps? Uh, it could be about anything. Right, so okay. that's that would be your question, would it? Judith? I think it would be about crisps. Yeah. Right, OK, so Gary Lineker's been on for about... Uh, 15 minutes chatting. I mean, it was an absolutely fascinating because he's talking about what it's like to take penalties. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and that just he's a really articulate, very Blimey. smart man. And Blimey. obviously, you know, he's a he's a, a staunch Remainer, so we love him anyway. And, yeah. all this guy. and anyway, it's time for the raffle for yeah. to ask a question to Gary yeah. Lineker. I think um, I know where we're going with well, this. Well, this raffle ticket comes out, mm-hmm. number pink 79. An elderly woman goes, oh, 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 it's me. It's Joan. I'm Joan. Oh, Gary, Gary. Well, I've got a terrible tale for you, Gary. And your responsibility, Gary, is to make me feel better. Gary, this is my question. What should I do about this? Many years ago, Gary, Gary, uh, I'm Joan, by the way. Um, Gary, my son, my son was a very talented young footballer, very talented indeed. And he played for a school, he played for a county. And then, Gary, my son, right, is, is chosen for this trial period, you know, and it's it's to pick them for teams, you know, like proper teams, the, the, the proper, the proper um, to, you know, like Chelsea, things like that. Anyway, I, I, we were so thrilled by this. I bought him some new boots. Hmm. And uh, I wasn't that nervous. I was. Uh, I bought him the new boots. I'd spent a fortune on his new boots. And I sat at home, I waiting for him to come back from this trial. And I was that nervous. And then the doorbell went. And it was my son. My son was on the doorstep. And he were crippled. He was, he was, he was on the floor because his boots, his boots had taken all the skin off his feet. He could barely oh my run. Oh, goodness. And he, he, he ruined his chances. The boots ruined his chances, Gary. And uh, he was never called. He was never called. And I've lived with this guilt. Oh, my word. I've lived with this guilt, Gary, for 20 years. Oh, And I would like you to say something, to answer me now, to make me feel better about this, Gary. What are you doing that for? Oh, my goodness, Jenny. The audience was absolutely gripped. Because, of course, everybody was expecting some fool to sort of stand up and say, you know, which are your favourite crisps? Yes. (laughs) What we did done. And this woman just did this absolute (gasps) saga of life. And, I mean, Gary looked a bit shocked and he said, well, I think you should tell your son it's not your fault, even though we all screaming in our heads, it is, you bought him the unlucky boots. But it was a terrible tale of sort of when maternal love goes wrong. Oh, my goodness me. But we've all done a Joan now and again, haven't we? Yes, we have done a Joan, absolutely. So, as we said on the mission statement, we're all about getting older and wider. Yes. I have become older. 
Oh, it was been your birthday. Yes. You are. A, are you actually going up one this year? I'm 59. You're actually saying you're 59. Yeah, I'm 59. I've never Phew. lied. Few. Few. I have never lied about my age, apart from when I was in my 30s, very early 30s, when I took a year off for absolutely no reason. You took a year off? I would for have no thought reason. you might have gone up at then, but no, 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 no. 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 And then I sort of came to my senses in my late 30s, just thought, this is fucking ridiculous. Hmm. Um, so Jeff and I um, had a weekend away, well, only one night, because have you pay for a hotel when it's when somebody else isn't paying when you're not doing it for, for a job they're well, very like, expensive well yeah <laughs> I mean really expensive well you because you go to such lovely places went to Bath because I want to see an exhibition by mm. this artist who I'm very keen on called George Shaw and then the next day we went to Hauser and Worth which is another gallery which is a posh gallery just outside a bar. Oh, yes, I've heard of this place. And it does that does very that's very renowned for its food yeah. as well. But anyway, we didn't have lunch there because we'd booked it for the day before and we were too late and we had to cancel it. It all got very complicated. Well, anyway. Did you have lunch then? We got well. We got a yeah, nice sandwich. sandwich from a did you? Um, uh, it from in the a car? garage. Yes, it we it did. In the car? Because we got so lost, Judith. Oh, did you? Oh well, this um, this gallery was only thirteen miles away from Bath, mm. and after we left it, we were travelling for an hour and a half. Right. And then I saw it said a sign that said Bath thirteen miles. <laughs> and at this point, oh, God. at this point, I wanted to oh, kill Jeff. Well, weren't you doing the sat nav thing? We had the sat-nav going, but it's quite old, and I think that it had rerouted to the oh. previous address, which was the hotel. Oh, no. And it was just sending us back in this... No. Oh, it took us five hours. Have you got, actually got a map in the car? No, we had. We went to a... This is where we got the sandwiches from. We went yeah. to a garage to get a map so that I could sit there like an old-fashioned woman going, really? no, not that left, not that left. Turn around if you can. Oh, what's this little blue road? That's a real... Oh, fuck <laughs> Um... So there are no maps um, for sale. In You've the actually garage. given up on the maps. You've just decided on the whole to go with the sat nav and forget about the maps. That's quite a bold decision. We haven't had a map in a car for a very see, long time. We still time. have. It's no use to me at all. But it's Mike's all right. If, if we get lost like that, I just say I'll drive and you sort it out because I just can't. Well, see, I can't drive on motorways, so it would have taken us even longer. No, We'd still be coming back. But you know, nobody knows where anything is anymore anymore, uh, do they? Because you know, pre- previously before sat nav, you'd be yes. able to say, "Oh, can you tell me where so and so?" Roadies, and they'd say, No, nobody has any idea at all. Well, we asked a man in the queue, and he started talking the biggest load of nonsense. And as we walked out, I said to Jeff, For God's sake, don't listen to that fucking idiot, <laughs> not realizing this bloke was right behind me. <laughs> If somebody gives me directions, I'm not actually listening. No, of course you're not. I'm just looking at them for you. <laughs> Thinking, why you shut up? I don't like you. I don't like you. <laughs> don't tell me nonsense. <gasps> what I want them to do is I want them to say, oh, I'm going that way. <laughs> why me. don't you follow me? Even if, you know, London's oh, 500 miles out of their way, I want them to say, hey, I'll do you a favour. Like a pilot. Yeah, in a, in absolutely. A like, you know, when you went wrong with your uh, Mac and you phoned the Mac people mm-hmm. and they sort of flew you down Oh, yes, with your exactly. Problem. You want somebody to ring, don't you, yeah. to say, right, no, did that and they where are you? There's a Sainsbury's. We're next to Sainsbury's. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Talking about which, you bought the cake in. Are you going to try it? No, not yet. I'm, I, I You're need not to build going to try up a, it at all, are you? I need to build up more of an appetite. So why why is it you've used the polenta? Well, because Mike's gone away on one of his holidays that he always does, does with Charles. He always goes away on these ridiculous holidays Where's with his friend Charles. Oh man, okay, yeah. I think that's there apparently. Are. I think Dilly's been. When Dilly comes in, you can ask her about Oman because yes. I think that there's one of the best hotels in the world in Oman. Oh, they won't be in that one. 
Oh. Sharing a room, three of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway, there were some dangerous um, retail opportunities in in the shape of a souk that he was talking about, so I don't know what he'll come back with, but anyway. Oh, dear, yes. Yeah, I know. Some some pipes. Yes. (laughs) Put some pipes in the carpet. (laughs) He's going to come back. Or beads. Yeah. Very large beads. Some skins. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, he means well. But so anyway, so on the basis that he was going to go away a week ago, I got all everything out of the pantry that I don't, you know, that you buy for one recipe and then it just sits there and put them on the windowsill. And I thought, well, I will systematically go through these ingredients while he's away and That's sort of like make stuff up. That's like you're a copywriter or something. That's like a kind of project. It is a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. I know, but it, I go into a sort of scavengy mean mode oh, when I he's not around. Mean. Yeah, yeah. So I've been working my way. The trouble is, you know, so I had a lot of polenta, hence the polenta cake. Um, And I've been doing all sorts of things, you see. So I made some mushy pea hummus as well. That that was quite nice. It was quite Quite nice. nice. It's added to my flatulent problem quite badly, but... Yeah, see, all these things, it's kind of like a seven out of ten, isn't it? Wouldn't really bother with it <laughs> yes, again. It but like, now I'm getting through the stuff on the window, so it's very satisfying. Can I talk to you about my cooking? Yeah, what have you been cooking? Um, well, um, Jamie Oliver's uh, five, mi- five Ingredients, that's oh, the yes. cookbook. Oh, we've got that book. I bought it to Mike, for Mike, so he could start cooking a bit. Well, when he gets home, you want to get him on that, because there's some very, very good recipes in there. I will personally recommend the... And I did it... When we came back from my birthday, I had my uh, daughter and my sister and my nephew for, for supper. Just a kitchen supper, you know. And um, mm. I did the... It's sausages... It's a kind of, not a tray bake thing, but it, it is. It's in a oven-proof dish. And you yeah. you peel parsnips as oh, if yeah. you're peeling, just peeling peelings. Yeah. And uh, you cut up apple and onion and you braise that. You right. braise it with some red wine vinegar. Yeah. And uh, put some sausages on top. And I cannot tell you. But it sounds a bit sort of You'd think that would be dry. No, no, not with the apple. Really? Not with the apple. Sweet with the apple oh, and the I red onion. Oh, the red onion falls apart in red onion petals. Nice. He says do them like petals. Jamie knows really? what he's talking about. No, I've recently discovered how to cook basmati rice. It's the first time in my entire life I've been able to do it. Well, you've talked about mm. this rice fixation and cooking rice well, I before. I've never cooked rice really very much because it always ends up being soggy, soggy and messy. Yeah. And I went through a phase of rinsing it with cold water, rinsing it with hot water, all that, and it always ended up being soggy. So apparently you just you just put about an inch more water than the rice yes. okay, in the pan, yes. boil it really, really fast for two to three minutes, turn it off, leave the top on. Perfect every time. Oh, I it's see. fantastic! I made really? cauliflower cheese last night for the did first you? time in my life. Mm. Mm. I did that in Nigella. She uses red Leicester. Didn't have any in. I just used some cheddar. Oh, red Leicester. Well, I know. Orange. Well, I know, but I think that's quite fun. I think mm. now and again, if you've had a lot of cauliflower cheese and you're used to it being yellow, you just go. Oh, I've I got think you orange. might need to get out a bit more, Jenny. Well, I, 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 I hate going out. Oh, oh yeah, me too. It. Me too. It's very overrated. God, I hate it. I've got to go out tonight. Well, I should be at home on my sofa watching The Bay. Um, the what? The Bay. Are you not watching The Bay? No, I don't know what The Bay is. Oh, I'm writing good. it down. It's what good. is it? What's well, it's ITV. It's a new drama. It's like episode two tonight. Okay. And it's got the up. most fantastic twist in the plot. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's very, very good. Okay, okay. So is it a murder mystery? Is it like a crime yes, thing? Yes, it is. It's a crimey thing, but it's very it's clever. I mean, it's a bit... It's probably, it's very, very mainstream, but it's clever. It's I've good. got to squeeze that into my, I missed sewing bee last night because the schedulers, in their asshat stupid way, decided to, to clash uh, 
Master Chef and Sewing Bee. Well, what's the point in that? Well, absolutely. We've got a nation of depressed people. Oh, if you did your schedules right and did eight o'clock Master Chef, followed by nine o'clock Sewing Bee, ten o'clock, everyone go to bed. You're depressed, you're tired, go to bed. <laughs> We'd have had two hours as a nation altogether feeling a bit. I know. But what we wouldn't have done is watch the news. And that, that would have contributed very, very, got, very we, largely to our We don't watch the news. You know what we did in bed last night? And Jeff doesn't mind it. He is quite good at girlish stuff. Yeah. There's a great programme on BBC Three, apart from Fleabag, which is just the most oh, extraordinary know, bit fabulous. of writing. Episode four was filthy. That bit at the end with Andrew Scott. I don't get sexed up anymore. I barely touch myself. But I nearly started masturbating on the sofa. I really did. She does this thing at, in a confessional. Oh, with, yes. Uh, Andrew Scott. Yes. And wah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's brilliant. It's absolutely yeah, brilliant. My bosoms were tingling, all that sort of thing. <laughs> Feelings I haven't felt for so long. I bet Jeff's keen on you watching Fleabag, isn't oh, he? I have, he's going to get, get, get it, it on a loop. Yeah, yeah. But he is. But what we do instead, we watch. Have you heard of Glow Up? I've seen the trail, but I haven't seen. I haven't seen it. Is it good? I love it because I love makeup, and because of my dry eye, I can't wear makeup around my eyes anymore. So I love seeing other people do very experimental things, mm. and it's it's glow up, and it's presented by uh, Stacey Dooley. Yeah, and it's you know sort of with um, it's it's basically Bake Off the makeup. Great. And it's great. Does and it it's work? Just, is there enough to it? Yes, there totally is. Gosh. Yeah, and they do the the same thing, and uh, in the, you know that people get knocked out for certain things, and all. Yeah, and you get star makeup mm. and all that. Is it Jeff like that? Yeah, because it's yes, he does. He, he doesn't mind. Is he waiting for Fleabag to come on? He's waiting for Fleabag to is. come back. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, I think that it's very soon time to uh, cut the cake uh, because Dilly's coming in and gets a D- Dilly Keenan. I think Dilly'd love that cake. Oh. I think she's got polenta written She's got better taste than you have. You haven't even tried it yet. There we go. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just a little burst, just a little burst of the theme tune. Got Dilly Keen, Dilly Keen has marched in here. Well, she's limped in here in actual fact, which is a bit of a shame. Dilly... What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, woman? Well, uh, uh, my ankle went ping. I was walking around the village. I was collecting signatures for Are my you new Miss political Marple? career. <laughs> oh, no, come on then. You're doing what? Oh, no, I'm standing as a Lib Dem candidate for oh. Cherwell Council. Are Ooh. you? I pray to God, if there is such a thing, that I don't get elected because I have no idea what I would do. But oh, somebody you've got has more to be idea there than to collect. Else. The yeah. votes. Yeah. Because wow. if you don't collect the votes, you don't get the percentage up. And if you don't get the percentage up, you don't, uh, the, the, the party doesn't get the interviews. So you're there to collect. But maybe votes. you'll work your way to a sort of safe seat. Is this the beginning of a, a, of a cor- no, musical career? No, stick a blue flag on a monkey. <laughs> in our area, it will get elected. Right. Yeah. But have okay. you got policies when people are sort of, when you're collecting signatures and people are saying yes? But what do you stand for? What do you? Uh, how do you answer? I say, well, I'm uh, I stand for socks and sandals. I'm a Lib Dem member. I say, I say, you know, I'd say we're we're fit, fairly centrist. All you have to do is look it up. I'm yeah. not going to get get elected. Just sign here. Yeah. 
So I didn't see you at the march on Saturday, but I know you were there. We did you enjoy- well, there were lots of us there, weren't oh, there? Oh, yeah. Well. 45 million, I'm going to say. <laughs> at a, at a, under, I'm underestimating here at a guess. I'm saying 45 million people. Well, good on you both for doing that. Well, we thought there was uh, we thought there was 2 million. There was a policeman we talked to, um, and he said, well, they're, they're saying it's 2 million. Now, of course, they're saying it's 1 million. Well, who knows? We know how many... Nigel Farage says there were 750 people, and they were, all walked really slowly, so it looked like there were more people. <laughs> it's the most extraordinary thing that he's allowed... He's, he's on a radio programme saying this nonsense. Is he really? Yeah, absolutely. God. Extraordinary. So did you have banners? Did you did you I both had have a banners. banner? Yes, I had banners. Because I what don't know what to do with my arms if I'm on a march without yeah. a banner. Right. I my I go into terrible banner meltdown because we're in the entertainment industry. Uh, you feel like you're sort of duty bound to have a hilarious banner or a banner that's sort of at least a bit ironic yeah, or sort yeah. of, you know, very of the moment. And I lay awake all Friday night <laughs> thinking, oh, what am I going to put on my banner? You know, I, I'm really and I completely seized up. Uh, in terms of sort of comedy and uh, originality, yeah. yeah. I, I, do you what know you what? I, well, what I, I, I got all. I had some graffiti spray paint. And I'm not telling you why, because I am Banksy in real life. <laughs> um, and uh, I had some card because I mean the great thing about sort of living with uh, somebody like Jeff, who you know ha- always has a lot of art materials. I had all the stuff I needed. Right. What I didn't have was any An inspiration. Idea. So all oh, I did, I, Jeff made a little stencil for me, and I just put second vote. Uh, I know, a bit dull, but it was at least in graffiti spray paint. So, And I made two of those. And was it on a stick? It wasn't on a stick. I just held with my right. two arms. It, right. was, it was quite large and it was on a firm piece of cardboard. Oh, did great. you have a banner, Dilly? Uh, no, we, well, we found a lost banner that said oh, WTF. And we went, oh, we made that. <laughs> That's us. Which, which was great. And uh, my favourite banner was one that was stuck on a pram, which it said... May's deal is shittier than my nappy. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Alexa, cancel Brexit. That's great as well. There was a lot of wit. And I was very disappointed in myself. Yes, I'm I... disappointed in you too. Yeah, I know. Yes, you need to do better next time, Jenny. Oh, I'm really... I'm, and when I saw all the other funny banners, I felt a sense of shame about my own... But anyway, well, I, I'm, I can't be funny like that either, so I never do banners. What I do, I'm the one who brings the apples and the tunnocks, caramel wafers and things like oh, that, you see. Good. But then you also provide a song uh, one of the songs that we're going to play for our listeners now is uh, So Sorry Scotland which is basically about Brexit better than a banner I'd say this one Dilly we're so sorry Scotland we are covered in shame for the madness of Brexit we're entirely to blame with the choice of two boxes we tick self-destruct thus Britain is now comprehensively fucked so sorry oh Dilly you are clever you are Aren't you, you really proud are of that? I am proud of that. Dilly's yeah. just unwrapped her. I've just unwrapped her worth as original because I'm at that age. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, to put it away. No, I don't mind. You can you can multitask. But what about uh, you? Just said before that uh, we started recording that you were about to write. So sorry. sorry. Well, we've rewritten. Okay. So sorry, Ireland. Because we have to apologise to them too. We might actually have to have a third. We're so sorry, Europe. 
Yeah, I think we should. Um, yeah, no, So Sorry Island has had some serious tweaks. It takes the basic structure of that. And, um, uh, Is it the same tune? Same tune, and some of the lines are the same, but it's, you know, it's apologising in a more specific way about the border. Yeah, yeah. And things like that. But will you, do you not have an Irish passport yourself? I do, yes, I do. Funnily enough, do you remember um, a few years ago, Eddie Mayer said, for the year of the Queen's Sil- Diamond Jubilee, do something that you've been meaning to do for so, for years and years and years. So I thought, well, I've been meaning to get a British passport for years. I was born here, I pay my taxes here, I'll die here, I, I think, probably. Um, <laughs> I don't know, someone might push you off a cross-channel ferry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, I might, might, might die of a walking incident in the village. Um, uh, so I thought, well, I'll get, a, uh, I'll get a British passport. It's time I swapped. And uh, anyway... Uh, I started filling the form in online and I got as far as what date was your parents' wedding. And I rang my sisters and my brother and none of us could remember because my parents simply didn't um, celebrate celebrate it, which may tell you something about their marriage. Um, But uh, so nobody could remember, so I abandoned it as a fruitless task. What a strange thing to have to know, though, the date your parents got married. Why would anybody know that? Yes, I I wouldn't know that, but I suppose they're checking your... um, Well, they're, they're checking... That you're telling the truth, I guess, are they? Uh, yes, and that that I'm legitimate, or mm, mm. but it whatever. is, but it is because you don't celebrate your parents' anniversary, really, do you? I know I mean, my I know parents my... got married in April, but that's about it. We thought we knew it was June or July, 1939. Mm, mm. Oh, you got the date, you got the year, yeah, 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 yeah. And I suppose I could have gone to Ireland and found out. 1939, mm. so yes. just after you were born. <laughs> <laughs> That was a spiteful journey. Made a little spiteful joke. Yes, I'm making up for my banner, for my unfunny (laughs) banner. (laughs) Is it? Is it? Because you spend a lot, a lot of time on the road together, you two, haven't you? Yeah. Is Mm. the fact that? So, I mean, do you by any chance (laughs) play? (laughs) Yeah. Did you by any chance play the sort of young naughty one to Dilly's kind of older sister type role? She's just as naughty. She's the naughtiest one, really. She. No, we just, I think that both of us, uh, and, uh, you know, Lizzie caught on to touring. She caught up touring very quickly, didn't she? She became a very good tourer very quickly. Yeah, Somebody yeah. who hadn't done it before. She was an adapter. We, we Yeah, and you know, don't you, yeah. uh, as soon as you get in the car with somebody, whether you're going to be able to bear. Oh, do you? What, in the and first few they, minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Lizzie was great fun. Yeah, she, she was, was great she fun, was but she also sport. knew when to shut up as well. And there's a, a thing in the car where you just all of a sudden, there's a, an unsaid thing where everyone goes, we want to be quiet now. Yeah. And it's really important that everyone can do that. Yes, and some nights you, you, you all want to go to the bar, some nights two of you do, some nights only one of you does, and that's tough. And listen, you know, get over it, because you, you all have different levels of energy. How mm. many loose stops? Who needed the most loose spots? Loose stops? I'm like a camel. I yes, I'm like a camel. Yeah, we, we've, we, listen, we, you're yeah. talking to two women who've spent their lives on the road and so have expanded their... My l- bladder is like a great big tough leather <laughs> rugby ball. And I think yours is probably similar. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tour with uh, Liza Pullman, however, and she's... She's got to stop every three quarters of an hour. She's only yes, little, I'd be the same. She's only I'd be the same. I don't even have that excuse, do you'd I? Have, I, have I wouldn't have get on at all. in the front seat. You'd have to <laughs> push yourself over. We want to ask you, because this podcast is called Older and Wider, how you feel about the ageing process and where you are in your life and what you 
what, where you want to go next? There are days when I just hate ageing, but most days I don't. Most days I quite relish it. I quite relish not having to worry about a lot of things, about, about how I look or, um, you know, whether my hair's neat or, or, or whether I'm putting makeup on and things like that. So in, in, in many ways, I like being older. How old just, are you? I'm 66 and I shall be 67 in May and I'm not yeah. ashamed of t- saying it. 67? Yeah, it's a great a age. tremendously old. Yeah, it's, it's... I mean, my first Edinburgh Festival was 1973. Good Lord. I've got to go it was again. It all fields. I've got to go again. I'll get a medal. 1973. Old. I um, was just starting university in 1973. I was 13 in 1973. So I'm not far behind you, Dilly. So I just, I was in sort of second year of secondary school. Gosh, gosh, mm. yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, we've, we've had a lot of similar experiences, but from quite opposite ends of the spectrum, because I came into the cabaret circuit as a sort of pretending to be a rough and ready punk poet and you came into the cabaret circuit as a sort of much more sophisticated pretending act. to be <laughs> to be upper class yeah. <laughs> which know, i'm not but, we, but we were finding our niche yeah. Tell us, what was it like for you those early days those early days were quite difficult because we were uh we were not popular amongst our fellow um Artists. Artists, particularly. Uh, one or two of them were always incredibly nice and, and funny and have stayed friends like uh, uh, Arthur Smith. Yeah. Um, but there were others, who, uh, no names, no pactual, who were snotty and uh, couldn't couldn't be doing with us. We used to bounce up and go, oh, hello, nice to see you again, as we came backstage to, to the Hemingford Arms or mm. um, Jongleurs or any of, these, any of the gigs we used to play at. And there was a sort of barely a ripple of recognition. Go, oh, yeah. Everyone was being very donkey jacket and uh, militant labour at the time, weren't they? Yes, yes. Um, you you couldn't possibly um, be opposing Thatcher if you were wearing sequins. I yeah. think there was a sort of... And mental... nobody was paying attention to the fact that you were actually doing quite a lot of political satire. They were just not... They weren't really listening to what you were doing. No, they didn't, because they, they, A, we were singing, and singing was quite unfashionable, and B, we were singing in pretty voices, um, and we made a pretty sound, and that was quite unfashionable. And B, um, uh, C, we, we um, sang with very posh accents. But you were still swearing in amongst it. There was, you know, still sort of rudeness. and Yes, yes. But, you know, if if, if, if you, you can't make people listen. So we just sort of, you know, hunkered down and kept singing. Do you feel that, you know, you have managed to carve your own niche? You have a very strong fan base now. Very it? strong, yes. Absolutely. Um, we're, we're, we're the only um, act that can fill number one theatres in the country that have no radio and no television. Number Gosh. one theatres, for those that don't know, are the big the, 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 they're called number one touring because yeah. they're the ones everybody wants to do those. how many how many people have watched your um, cheap flights on YouTube uh, funnily enough uh, I was asked to look it up yesterday it's 13 and a half million wow not bad for three old girls um, you, it's, there, you, and, there, there, there are various it? websites there's two there's one of seven and um, nearly eight million then there's another one of about six million. Nigel Farage would say 350 people had listened to <laughs> But um, Donald Trump would say bigly. <laughs> it's been listened to bigly by 200 million. Are you happy with where you are with your career or are there things you still want to do? There, is th- there are still things I want to do. I want to write a musical and I'm, I'm toiling away at one at the moment, um, and uh, which I, I won't talk about. Um, we don't want I, to I don't want to put a hex on yeah, it. Yeah, no. um, and... Uh, then uh, also, um, I, I, I want to 
I want to do a bit more politics, really. I feel that I've left it all too late. You so that's slightly all. frustrating. I don't you feel that you had to leave it to this age to kind of vaguely know what you're talking about and also to have the space in your life to do it? Uh, yes, and also now, I mean, I, uh, now I've got my pension. <laughs> I've got an income, you know. But that I don't absolutely need to gig the whole time and I live with somebody who's also got a pension. Um, so I, we're, we're not... Um, I'm not in that terrified... Um, state of mind that well, I, you and I have talked about Jenny a lot about you know needing to have the income coming in. Yeah, absolutely. Sort of to people think that you know if you're on television for more than fifteen minutes, then you must be a multimillionaire uh, with a golden top hat. It's just ridiculous. But there's also a nice thing about being older, which is feeling like you have done a big chunk you're feeling satisfied with a big chunk of your career so that you are still ambitious but not in that sort of feverish desperate kind of way and that's where I am at the moment where I can kind of relax a little bit because I feel that at least the back catalogue is solid is that what you feel yes I do I do I feel my my back catalogue is very good and um, I'm doing another fascinating Aida uh, show at Christmas when we'll tour then so I've got a long time to plan. Um, I'm very relieved I haven't had to write political satire for the last two years because, or two or three years because it would have been impossible. Can you imagine going on stage at one minute to wait going, oh, we've got that wrong. Yeah. Mm. yeah mm. You know, and there will be people in the audience who are, for, uh, who are just switching their, their phones off now who will know we've got it wrong. And also there's, uh, there is a risk uh, with any of us who are performers that go around the country of upsetting half your demographic. I mean, I think we sort of think, because we do... I'm, I'm going to put my hands up here and say I live in a very uh, metropolitan, middle-class bubble, so I sort of feel everybody agrees with me and we're all on the same page. And actually, when you get around the country, you realise that for very different pe reasons, people do not think the same as you. And it's very risky to bring politics well, for me anyway, into my act. And I've always thought quite shy of it. I think... In some respects, I don't want to fall out with anybody. Is that a bit wet? Oh, no, it isn't It isn't wet at all. I don't want to fall out with anybody. And I think the great thing about doing it in song and, and, and with Fascinating Ida is that we've been able to sort of tread a middle line so that if you don't like the politics of that song, we'll move on to something you do like. Like dogging. Like dogging. We're going to yes. finish off with dogging, but not quite. Oh, have you got it now? Mm -hmm. Let's, we're, we're going to play a little brief excerpt from dogging. Well, we drove down to the far end of the car park back of Asda. A threesome was hard at it in a sporty little Mazda. It made it more exciting as they pressed against the glass. And when Brian got his torch out, you could see right up her ass. They were dogging. They were dogging. Believe me, they were more than merely snogging. But though her chicks were parted, she spoilt it when she farted and we wanted to get started on our dogging. Now, people want to hear more. Where do they hear more fascinating Ida? Uh, YouTube, iTunes, uh, Spotify, you know, the usual. What you are concentrating on now is... Where is your blog, Dilly? I mean, what's interesting is that you're saying that you don't feel that you've got to do certain things. And, you, you know, so obviously you've chosen... You're on a bit of a mission here 
to do your blog, which has got a big sort of political statement. Tell us about it. Oh, yes, it's called Shit You Don't Need. It's a brilliant title. Um, brilliant I'm, I'm title. I'm very pleased you like it. It, it. The initial idea was stuff you don't need, but I said it's not tough enough, no, number one. No. And we all have stuff we don't need. We've all got, I don't know, that tea set you inherited from your granny, which is, you never use it, but it's pretty and you like it. Mm. Why shouldn't you have that? We, there's shit you don't need, which is the stuff we spend money on that, A, wastes our money, it doesn't do us any good, and B, it doesn't do the planet any good. So it's trying to save the planet one product at a time. And if all of us do one thing differently, it will make a difference. Mm. What are your top five things that we shouldn't be buying? Um, Luxury toilet roll. Okay. Oh, really? Luxury toilet roll is, it's up there with bottled water. There are all sorts of ways in which we use bags Oh, absolutely. Plastic. Um, you know, pl- about plastic. Uh, the, uh, the, the kind of bags that you, you find in a waste bin, for instance. I mean, yep. listen, don't put a plastic bag in your waste bin. You're not a hotel. Get a waste bin you can wipe out. You yeah, know, um, uh, uh, and you go to hotels. Really? But that's plastic really... cups have got condoms on them. You know, in those, uh, oh, you in know, hotels. they've got plastic back cups with plastic yeah. bags on them. But I, the, I have to just a little. I, I'm, and Judith, you've got one. What you? Oh, my! My thing is plastic in 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 supermarkets. I just can't bear it. I can't bear that you buy mushrooms in a sodding plastic carton. I know. And go carrots, for the loose, go for, for the loose vegetables every time. It's very hard in supermarkets to find but, it because then they give you a plastic in a plastic bag. To, yeah. bag. Well, you you, know what? I don't. I, I just put them in the trolley. Well, just loose mushrooms. Oh, well, they put them through the oh, till. not mushrooms, no. no. Uh, some, uh, some do have paper bags for mushrooms. Sprouts would be a bit of a problem. But do they... Yeah. But, but what's wrong with yes, the paper bag? I don't understand why they don't have paper bags. Brown but, paper bags, like yes, a proper exactly, grocery exactly. shop. exactly. But do you know what? Uh, apparently in Sweden, and, and this happened in Bath recently, um, there was a big campaign to club together and go to the supermarket and pay for what you were going to get and then unwrap it all at the till and leave it in the supermarket so it's their problem so they have to address it and yes. that re- the idea of that really excites me and I really I had a one woman campaign which I couldn't get anybody to join because there was no internet <laughs> in right. those days of t- trying to um, ban CFCs and so I would film a trolley full of CFCs take it and, and put it through the trolley put it through the till and then walk away what, pay for it all? No, it didn't walk, oh. no, it would walk away before paying. Oh, I see. So they then had the um, annoyance of, of restocking oh, the shelves. Restocking the shelves. But, so. but obviously the supermarket thing, you, you, the, clearly it would only work if lots and lots of people did, did it. And apparently the, in Bath they, they targeted um, Tesco and then I think they were going to do Waitrose. But it didn't really, didn't really gather momentum, but I'm sure it would do. I think you have to, you have to understand also that people are, you know, they, they're embarrassed to do things like that and, yes. and they feel shy and awkward. Mm. And, and they might not have time. Mm. It's they only might have, as old have bags a kid in tow. Yeah, yeah, we don't mind making. But a if bus there's and... a lot of us, I think I think if a, if a lot of people targeted a certain sort of chain of supermarkets at one time, because otherwise I just think it'll carry on. I am so angry about the plastic thing. You know, we've got to start doing stuff at home if we yeah. expect um, it to have a difference. I mean, shower gel. I just wrote about shower gel because actually we should be using soap. And so port- it comes in a paper packet. It's you know, turn it over if it gets gooey. <laughs> yeah, well, but I've got yeah. a problem here, Dilly, and uh, you know this is something that because I feel very guilty about uh, the products I use, but I've got this sort of eczema thing going on, and I had, I've just been to a dermatologist, and I'm not even allowed to use simple soap. Um, because it's got something in it. I, I'm given these great big plastic vats 
of uh, stuff I have to use in the bath. Like and lard. St- the stuff like that lard, like yeah. I've got that and, too. And uh, also... I, I went through that. I had to have that as well. Mm. And Listen, there's compromise. It's, it's what can you do? And what? it's also my eye mm. things. Mm. You know, they're in plastic. I have to use the old lady eye drops for my dry eye and they come in single use ampules I mean they are hard plastic and every time I use one I go mm, and I have to sleep in cling film over my eyes as well and cling film is bad but it's the only way I can keep my eyes moist overnight and I it's a terrible thing but I'm thinking of stockpiling some cling film because I think that might be one of the first mm. things that goes because yeah, be it right. is really unnecessary it's pernicious well I mean I'm not I, I wouldn't stop you you using cling film there will be surgical uses of cling film so it won't go away okay um, but uh, but what you don't need to do is to use it for um, for wrapping your food in no. you know so uh, put a plate uh, over it well, put a plate over it I've got I am Tupperware queen so do, you, so do we just put it into the Google box thing? Uh, shit you don't, don't need so you dot don't, blog. I think that you should write a song called Shit You Don't Need. Oh, what mm. a good idea. Jenny, I know. That is a really good idea. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Pointing everybody then to the yeah. blog and yeah. then the book and then the musical. Dilly's giving us that fabulously <laughs> yeah. slightly old-fashioned look of, God, I'm a, I'm a, a songwriter and I'm so sick of people <laughs> giving me ideas. <laughs> oh, you should write a song about this. Have you done a funny joke about this? <laughs> oh, no, no, it's when somebody comes up and says, I've got a story about my auntie Pam. She missed the bus the other day. Um, she had it right to the council and says, you'll be writing a song about that. And I go, <coughs> yeah. 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 Thank it's, you. it's lovely to see you. We're it going is. to let you go now. Which of these songs should we finish off with? I can. Uh, cheap, oh, cheap flights. Cheap flights. This is the one with over 13 million views. Yeah. Go on, let's get a couple more under your belt. We received an invitation in the post one Monday morn to attend our cousin's wedding in the town where we were born. The dew was back in Kerry, so wishing to be frugal, we trod the net to find some decent travel deals on Google. Cheap flights, cheap flights, cheap as they can be. Be dad, we found an airline selling flights for 50p. Diddly, I'd and I'd and I'd and I. Well, we clicked onto the website and were mightily surprised to find the actual cost wasn't quite as advertised. <laughs> We'd forgotten airport taxes had also to be billed, but a bargain is the bargain and bagara we were thrilled. Cheap flights, cheap flights, stands to two trillion. At isn't every airline offers flights for 50p. Diddly, I'd 